Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is our science fiction movie podcast. We get together every week, we've watched the movie and we talk about it. And we're doing a little triplicate episode series here where we're doing movies that are set in 2020. I have to admit, I didn't notice at any point in this movie the mentioning it was set in 2020, but the interwebs nope. tells us it is. But maybe there's like a video game of this movie. Maybe the game has more details of the universe. Maybe it's in the novelization, if there was one. <laughs> do people still do that? It does seem that? like not too distant future. Yeah, it's definitely not super far. It's, it's you know it's clearly meant to be just around the corner. And this was came out in you know 2011, which honestly is the weirdest thing about. We're talking about Real Steel, of course. I've not mentioned the title yet. But the weirdest thing about this in, in movies from this time, and same with Pacific Rim, but more so this one because it's like 2011, is that. I can't believe this is almost a decade old already. I feel like, you know, I feel like this. I just saw this, like a year ago. Did you or see it in theaters? Yes. Uh, no, wait, did I? Oh, I didn't see this one in theaters. No, I saw this when it came out at home. But, um, surprising though, because I used to see, I saw everything in theaters at this time. So for whatever reason, this one slipped through the cracks. But uh, I did see this back in like 2011, maybe 2012, depending. Might, it may have been slipped up to that year. Uh, you hadn't seen this before though. Uh, you, you'd said so. Uh, obviously we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. Somewhere in the middle. But here we go. So, um, Real Steel is a movie about robot boxing because human boxing was outlawed because it was getting too violent and barbaric and they said, you know what, this is stupid. Too many concussions, too many other things. Let's just have robots instead. So now people control robots. And it, it's kind of like boxing crossed with an esports. In fact, I'd even describe when you actually get to see like the arena league matches like later in the movie. I'm like, this feels more like an esports event than anything else. Yeah, uh, I think that's intentional. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh so but that's the premise. But of course the actual story is Hugh Jackman is this kind of downbeat ex boxer. He boxed back when boxing was legal, but he's become a uh a, a robot competitor competitor. <laughs> I don't know if there's actually a title for it in the movie, what you know what he's referred to. What was his job title? Yeah, I don't know. Trainer? Uh, robot pilot? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, when I say... You he's know, the he Mickey. Yeah. When he pilots, he, uh, you know, it's like a tablet with, like, joysticks, and then later on there's, like, a voice-controlled sort of technique. Um, but the real story, though, is that he finds out he's got a son from, like, a, a relationship that he had, like, you know, about, about 11 years, given the kid's 11 years old. And he's stuck with the kid over the summer, and it's about him bonding with his son, who he doesn't want anything to do with because he's 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 a proper shitty individual uh, at the start of the movie. Um, oh, definitely. You know, I mean, long story short, in terms of how shitty he is, he actually sells his child. <laughs> that's that's the level of which we're starting at the start. <laughs> and I don't think it's a spoiler to say that you know, the movie's kind of about going making him better as the movie goes on, because it is kind of a you know a heartwarming story directed by sean levi who did the night in the museum movies and uh yeah i, I don't know things. if i like any of his other films yeah yeah he's uh he's not an in i see and think get filled with confidence uh, i suppose mm -hmm. is, is, is a fair maybe that's why you didn't see it in the theater that said though he was heavily involved in stranger things and i do like that show a lot so he does have something uh, related to his name that i like but you know yeah before uh, that though he you know he did uh the internship I vaguely remember trailers for that comedy. Date Night. It's the Google movie? 
Is that I the... think I saw Date Night. Oh, I did see an, an internship. I, did, I saw that, yeah. That's the Google st- uh, movie, yeah. Um, I never saw Date Night, but that was a Steve Carell and Tina Fey uh, film. He did Cheaper by the Dozen and the Pink Panther remake. So he's got a spotty past. This is not a good set of movies, typically. Uh, so, and I, I expected nothing of this film. When I, when I put it on, the reason why I probably didn't see it in theaters because I probably thought it was going to suck. And I probably put it on while I was doing something else because it was on a streaming service or it was cheap to rent or something. I, I don't know what the context was. It's been too long. But I put it on not really expecting anything. Uh, not to say that I was either confirmed or surprised by my viewing because I'm going to make Tara answer the question first. Tara, what did you think of Real Steel? Yeah, I skipped this one also because it didn't look like a movie for me, but uh, surprisingly, it's kind of good. I have fun with it. And there's some emotional beats that get me. <laughs> I guess I just really like mm-hmm. these characters or something. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's great, but it's better than it should be. I think that's a fair way to describe it. It's better than it should be because I agree with that sentiment. And do you know what I think it is? I think the story is very cliched in a lot of ways. There's a lot of beats that you can see coming a mile off. There's a lot mm-hmm. of moments that feel very cliched in what they're doing with the characters. I think all of that, though, is extremely elevated by the actors they've got. Hugh Jackman, of course, being the main one at the center of it. But even the kid, Evangeline Lilly, is kind of the sort of kind of love interest who's off to the side that he sort of sees occasionally. Like, mm-hmm. I think the actors elevate it pretty considerably um it also has like a weird structural thing it's not even a bad pacing problem i, I actually think the pacing's fine but it's it a is, long movie too yeah it's, it's over two hours and what's weird about the structure is that it can i mean i guess you could just argue it's more of a four-act structure than a three-act structure but i feel like the the end of act one in this movie realistically in, in terms of like the structure of a sports movie like this because that's essentially what it is it's a sports movie um is when they get their robot to sort of like the idea of like putting this like your know, junkyard robot into a fight that's actually i know we're at the movie before that sort of turning point happens where Hugh Jackman's like oh maybe we can do something with this robot mm-hmm. but that's the kind of where we're at the movie there's so much building to that and it's not like any of it's like scrappable really like so much the stuff that's built into you know with his relationship with his kids uh that like <laughs> that there's like one middle robot that he buys for a lot of money sure yeah <laughs> maybe that part you could have yeah maybe you just, could have skipped that over it's so it's just so fast yeah honestly you could probably yeah now you're saying that there, there's there's a set there's a robot he buys when he's down he's luck he's barely got enough money for it and he's able to do it mm-hmm. and it kind of very quickly goes down the shitter he takes it to like a sort of underground illegal like street robot fighting <laughs> scheme because <laughs> they have that yeah and... it's like a robot with a with a, a past like every people know who it is it's yeah a he's famous, like a famous robot. yeah he's, he's fought in the league and made it to like the, the finals he or something spent, he spent a lot of money on it and then it's like yeah. instantly gone <laughs> yeah but, but through, through his own fault though because uh, there is some purpose to that stuff there's some purpose to show i mean the they're ki- setting up that he's like not in this anymore but also it, it it just adds one more thing to the list of why he's a shitty person like he's also re- really bad at his job oh yeah he's terrible uh, this i think i mean there is some purpose though to this section because i think everything you just said there about him being shitty at this like we kind of already got that point to be honest i think mm-hmm. the point of this section where he has this robot that we're, we're arguing you could maybe cut out this section is basically just that it's trying to show that the kid actually has some good instincts with this stuff that, he, that, yeah. that maybe he should listen to him 
but other than that like you, you could probably just go straight from him getting the kid to going to the junkyard and get finding this robot and probably cut out a good 15 minutes of the movie yeah i mean that whole thing happens fairly quickly i guess we also established eventually lily because he purchases the robot but uh he would have gone there anyway so i don't know maybe that part you could have cut out but i didn't hate it no, it's not bad. Like I, I think it's just because we're talking about it being a bit long and the the, the first act feeling like it's a long first act. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you could argue it just kind of splits it into two. Like you, you have the like everything until he meets the kid is kind of act one, and then there to like the the robot performing is like act two, and then there's maybe an act three and four. Uh, but it never feels like it's like uh super against the movie. And while we're saying it's a bit long, you know, it's two hours and seven minutes. It's not like two and a half hours or three hours. It's not silly long it's, it's a bit longer than you'd expect for what it is yeah um i'm not surprised you're kind of into it though because it's very much robot creed and i feel, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> don't think i didn't think about that <laughs> oh i know you did i know you did uh, the boxing scenes i were very good i thought they were like good tension um I, I was into the fight even though i never really felt that attached to adam the the the, the robot that they eventually get but I did feel attached to the characters, yeah, and it's, their arcs. It's it's yeah, it's more about their arcs. It's more about like Hugh, Hugh Jackman's character is essentially someone who lost who he was because the sport he gave his life to mm-hmm. was taken away from him. So he sort of get into this robot thing, and it's never really been quite the same. He's never been as good at it, and because of that there's so many parts of his life that he's just really bad at it's, mm-hmm. it's, it comes from this unhappiness and the story of the movie ultimately without giving much away is that the kid kind of lets him find his spark again and ultimately it builds up to you know the final fight where he gets to kind of use his skills in a way that he's not been able to yeah. in quite some time the villains are cartoons oh they <laughs> they're are like they're silent so cartoons <laughs> uh yes they barely speak um the the villainous robot like looks kind of cool but um again like i don't really feel anything for the robots like i don't this this isn't like watching i don't like a transformers cartoon or anything like that to his credit to his credit i think i'm actually kind of impressed by the film and that it never actually all in a couple of moments where the kid kind of believes that he's looking at like a robot that's sentient the movie never actually like, because I, I thought the plot of the movie before I watched it the first time was going to be that the robot becomes in some way sentient. It's going to, you know, it's going to be like a, a kid and his robot story. Yeah. And it never really is that. The, the robot is very much a plot device for the kid. Because the kid's lost his mother. That's why this is all happening. Is that his mother's dead. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this surrogate nature to it. And the kid's something he doesn't really have a father because his father yeah. is a degenerate. <laughs> so, so despite the fact that, it, I mean, you could argue it's kind of sad. It's actually kind of sweet that he finds this surrogate that he's kind of making up for himself in this robot. Um, but yeah, like the, there's a scene where like he makes the robot pick him up, and they have like yes. this moment where he he gets to feel like a kid in the arms of of a protector, and like it doesn't make me feel heartwarmed for the robot. It just makes me feel sad for the kid. Which is good because that comes. But he doesn't fairly... have a human to do that. But that's good because yeah. it comes fairly early on. So the arc of the movie, by the end, he does have a human to do You're that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's that early because it's supposed to make you feel kind of sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's some. There's some. I was just got a ton of bite to it, but there's definitely a couple of scenes that are maybe a little bit darker, perhaps mm-hmm. than maybe you expect in here. Uh, yeah. Actually, now that you bring that up. Yeah. I don't. I, you probably think of the same scene, but we'll get to that in spoilers. 
Um, they're, the effects are, are pretty solid for the most part. Um, There's one scene where a robot jumps and it looks CGI, hmm. but the rest, I think, like all the boxing matches look great. Yeah, the only thing I would say about the CG actually is that the crowd, when they're in the big arena, feels kind of fake. And <laughs> I, I, I get that maybe that's just a, a style choice, but all the big wide shots of the whole crowd just feel really kind of like, yeah, it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a video game <laughs> scene. But then it goes into the close-ups of Evangeline Lilly in the crowd, and it's like, oh, now there's real people all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a bit of a disconnect there, but it's not too bad. Like, um, it's yeah, it's better than it ought to be, and I guess that's maybe the biggest compliment that one. It's got it's got a lot of heart. It's got a good performance from Jackman, who really nails and the shitty. Good performance from the kid, actually. I think he, I think the kid was pretty solid. They, no, he is. Yeah, kids, bad kids in movies can you know get under my skin but i don't think that was a problem here yeah i think they were they were well performed and i think they were well written too because he starts to he has a lot of traits like his dad especially the stubbornness part and it comes through and i think i I don't know like it made me not hate him or my it made me go like oh yeah he's mad at his kid but his kid's just like him and what does he expect (laughs) yeah yeah the the two people who are stubborn as each other usually leads to not harmony (laughs) let's put it that way (laughs) Not harmonious. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it's just honestly... And the direction's pretty solid too, as much as we're kind of making fun of Sean Levi's filmography here. Yeah, um, I've seen the Night of the Museum films, and, you know, they're all right. They're family-friendly movies that yeah. have some jokes that are good and some jokes that really aren't, but for the most part, they're they're fine. Um, I don't know if I've seen any of those other movies. I mean, I... Or Day Night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love Stranger Things, and he did direct some of those, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, I'm not the biggest fan of him of Stranger Things. I know I'm, but I know I'm I'm an outlier. Yeah, but the point I'm making is that TV shows, though, like it's hard to gauge like how much of a quality, especially when you've got some other directors that might like he may have done the first one actually. To be honest, he may have set up the style, but um, I I wonder, you know, if this is a case of he's getting to do stuff that's just a bit more interesting than just all the sort of typical like family friendly comedies, and this is still fairly family friendly. I would say maybe mm-hmm. one or two slightly darker elements. It's, it's still, you know, it's it's a it's a movie that I think, yeah, you can take like a ten year old to see, um, yeah, um, and get something out of it. You know, maybe bond a little bit. It's uh, got some stuff there. Um, I will say they went a bit too. This is a really minor, minor nitpick, but uh, the font they use in the opening titles, like they're tra- they're all metallic and stuff, but it just makes them kind of hard to read. They, they kind of like just look too dark. Mm, I know that's a weird yeah. complaint, but it just—it was I sort of like sticking out to me as I was like just reading the titles when he's because the <laughs> movie opens with him driving his truck and he's going to the fair and you know there's some like country music playing or something like that. It's kind of a weird opening actually, to be honest. You're sitting down to watch a movie about robot boxing and he's like, I guess the CGI bull also wasn't great. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, there's a bull at the start. You're right, but you know, and Anthony Mackie's in this movie. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this as I was watching. This is a movie starring Wolverine, Falcon, and the Wasp. Yeah. Maybe Dakota Goya would do something, or has done something, I don't know. Is that a kid? Yeah, he's all grown up now. The Wasp movie was nine years ago. Whoa, he looks so different. (laughs) I know. His His IMDb picture is like, he's going through some angst. (laughs) Yeah, he looks like such an angry little shit now. Jeez, what happened to him? Hollywood's hard on kids. Aye, apparently. Oh, he was young Thor. So he's Thor! Oh, yeah. He's Thor! 
He's Thor. <laughs> we have to. We technically have Thor in it this. It is him. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, to be fair, the rest of his photos at an older age look more like the older version of the kid. He's, he's maybe putting the serious face on a bit too much, but that, that main one that's his actual profile photo with the long hair. Oh god, what's he doing? <laughs> what's he looks doing? like a 90s boy. Mm. Yeah. He's got some angst. It's he's, a, he'll work through it. He's actually not been in anything since 2014. Oh, he's retired, huh? I, I hope it's because he wanted to focus on other things and not because he had a really bad, like, turn to drugs sort of Hollywood story that so many kids actors in the industry have. Yeah, that would be awful. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, maybe he's off doing. Uh, maybe he's just decided on a different career choice. He's like, yeah, I'll go to university for, I don't know, medicine or something. Oh, good for him. I like our story. I hope it sticks. <laughs> medicine, law school. Maybe he's an astronaut, or he's going to be an astronaut. I mean, something cool. Mm. Something, something that we all aspire to. Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant's in there as well as sort of a secondary villain. Um, <laughs> he's so punchable. He is so punchable. I, I actually think he's pretty solid in the right role uh, as a dickhead. And to be fair, that this movie, that, that falls into that, that category. Yeah, he's very typecast. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff he's in, though, where it really annoys me. He, he's actually Barry Burton in one of the Resident Evil movies, and he's so miscast <laughs> in that role. It is <laughs> unbelievable. But... Yeah, it's a it's a fairly good play. Um, yeah, I, I it's funny. It's just a really weird discussion to have because it's like I don't feel super strongly about it, but I've now seen it twice, and both times I've been left with yeah, it was kind of heartwarming and the I mean, arts yeah, work. It's it's a it's a fun it's a fun watch. It looks really good. Like it's a really mm -hmm. pretty film. Um, and uh, surprisingly emotional parts and just good. Good movie. Do you feel like we're getting to a point where, because everything's shooting in like 4K, 8K digital and all that, that things aren't changing as much now? Because I feel like if you look at a movie from like the start of the 2000s, they look really different now. And when I was watching this, I'm like, this still looks like a new movie. Nothing about this feels like it's dated nine years. No, you know, it looks like um, it looks like the 2009 Star Trek. It looks like Pacific yeah. Rim. It looks it has that that type of look to it. Yeah, maybe maybe this era is just lasting a bit longer, and we'll we'll have a distinct change at some point. But yeah. there was something I was thinking about as I was watching it a little bit, um, but, which isn't a complaint or a, or even a positive. It's just an observation. I, I mean, no, it, it looks good. It's it looks good to watch. Yes, <laughs> it's easy on the eyes. Yes, I, I, and I'm not I, just talking about Jackman. No, no, calm yourself. <laughs> calm yourself now. Um, so or Mackie. Or Evangeline Lily. I mean, I'm more on board for the, la <laughs> the last one, <laughs> admitted. But um, I don't. Know, Adam's pretty sexy. He's got that that shiny, metallic, kind of grungy look. He's got a permanent grin. He does. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll probably dive into the the plot proper here. So I'll we'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. If I can just click on my list. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bored Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. They are our Patreon producers, which is one of the higher tiers over at Patreon, which Tara is going to tell you about right now. That's right. If you enjoy what we do and want to support the channel, please head on over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as low as $1 per month, 
you will get access to bonus episodes of the ace which are not available for any of the regular viewers who we still appreciate and and love thank you so much um and if you donate five dollars per month you will get access to these reviews one day early and some other shows you get a week early um thank you okay cool so that well in that case we'll move on to the spoilers full spoilers then for real steel yep Let's so do this. yeah so Hugh Jackman uh He's got an ego. He thinks he's going to win any fight. And he... At first, is up. To, this is the thing. He actually shows that he recognizes the problem at the start of the movie, where he's, 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 he's in this small town. He's at this fair. Because he's agreed to, like, fight this bull with the robot he's got. And he was told it was an 800-pound bull. But then he sees the bull and is like, what the hell? That's, like, 2,000 pounds. Like, that's a much tougher fight. What the hell? No, it's the reverse. He says, like, you guys promised me a 2,000, a two-ton pound bull. That's only 800, like 800 pounds at best. He was expecting a bigger bull. I remember it being the exact opposite. And this will only go in circles if we sit and argue our points, but I'm convinced it was the opposite. He's upset because it's too big and therefore more dangerous to his robot. Okay. (laughs) But I'm not going to check it. So, I mean, I've only watched it once. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he said in the scene. I mean, if I'm wrong, if Tara's right, fair play. Tara can have all the points. <laughs> and flowers. I'll, I'll throw flowers at the screen. She could... <laughs> but I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure that was it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he then agrees. He agrees because he's promised more money. But it's like a win or lose thing where he bets more money and he has to pay up like twenty grand or whatever. As I don't remember, I don't remember the amount. Um, but he's in the fight and he's it's going quite well. Like he's fighting the bull and the bull's getting knocked down repeatedly. But then he gets too cocky. He get he just he starts to notice a couple of ladies in the crowd who are looking over at him and smiling at him, and he gets just a little bit too bit showy because he, he he does one thing to the bull. He's like, "Hey, you like that, didn't you?" But then he's he's fluttering you away. You love animal cruelty, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> But as he's flirting away... I have the, objections. Of, of, of course. I mean, hey, his kid is anti-hamburger. Mm-hmm. That's like a running thing throughout the movie is that he buys him a, a cheeseburger or something. He's like, I don't like burgers. He's like, you're a kid. What kid doesn't like burgers? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it is a funny line. Yeah. But then later on, he, he, he gives him another like bag of fast food. He's like, I told you I don't like burgers. It's a burrito. <laughs> Eat your beans. <laughs> I mean... To, you know what, I'm going to stick up for Jackman slightly here, is that the kid is a bit of a dick for assuming that it's another burger. Like, I would have like, check it first, but maybe assume that he's remembered you don't like burgers and got you something different. Other burritos things also bags. have a very different weight to them than a burger. Sure. Burritos are heavier. Unless he you just like, get like a bean burrito. But he doesn't like burgers though, so he doesn't necessarily feel the weight that often to notice it immediately. Mm. That's, that's As someone who eats and has eaten a lot of fast food, I would notice the difference. <laughs> uh, as would I. Pro- as someone this doesn't who's never- weigh like a burger. As someone who's never eaten a burrito, because they're not as common here, I probably would too. <laughs> I'd probably like grab it. Well, this is heavy. What's, what's this? This isn't a burger. I feel great sadness for you now that you've not had burritos before. It's not- I had Taco Bell opened uh, not too long ago. <laughs> What are you doing? Why haven't you got a Taco Bell? 
Because I gave up cheese and apparently all the good things have cheese in them. No, they don't. <laughs> Trust me, Matt is an expert in Taco Bell. The Matt eats at Taco Bell like four times a week. He's told me explicitly. Yes, all and the best. as someone who went um, vegan like three years ago, Taco Bell was one of my saviors because <laughs> all their food there can still be eaten. You just have to say no cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I will try a boot you at Taco Bell, okay? I'll order a Taco Bell at some point soon. Okay? Um, I'll even let Tara consult on the menu. Crunchwrap Supremes are pretty good. Just ask no cheese. And if uh. you could sub, you know, black beans or, or refried beans for meat, all the better. And add guacamole. It's the best. I mean, I'm, pr I'm probably going to substitute the meat, but... <laughs> then add beans. You can't go wrong. It's Taco Bell. Okay. Okay. Well. It's really terrible Mexican food, but like, it's, if, as far as fast food goes, it's mm -hmm. one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Pinto. I've had tacos at Pinto before. That's kind of, it's like, it's like, they make it like Subway where you just sort of like, pick one of the things you want to go in the, your various... Oh, like a Chipotle here? I, I don't know. I assume. Yeah. That's like Subway, but with Mexican food, then sure. Uh, <laughs> I love how one comment about uh, the, the bag of food in the movie propelled us into this. We're not going to have that much to say about this movie. It's a, it's a light <laughs> movie, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's well done, though. I think the script mm -hmm. is solid enough. The acting elevates it. There's not a lot to complain about. Like, I mean, <laughs> genuinely, there's not a lot to point out and say, this is like off or weird or it doesn't work it's just it's it's very like it's not a great movie but it's very solidly good yes i would agree with that very i don't want to say serviceable serviceable is maybe a bit weaker than it what is it is, but. it is like really good fast food when you're hungry yes like it's not good food but i'm hungry and it's the best thing i can get it's like taco bell I don't think this is bad for your brain, though. Like, fast food is bad for your health. <laughs> to be fair. Whereas I would say, like, a Michael Bay Transformers movie is actually bad for your brain. Uh, this yeah. is not insulting. This is not insulting my intelligence. No, no. Maybe, maybe that's more than McDonald's. Sure. I do miss McDonald's. I haven't had one in a long time. They're making a vegan burger. It's called a McPlant. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. I gave up cheese, and I don't see the point in getting a burger without cheese. It's called a hamburger, <laughs> not a, huh. as opposed to a cheeseburger. I guess it's complicated. It's fine. That's not what I mean. I know you can get a, just a hamburger. I'm just saying that in my mind, there's no point without the cheese. The, che right, the melty let's, cheese. Let's get back to this movie. All right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what, what to talk about? So, a uh, little detail that I liked uh, is that because it, it, it felt like something that was going to be like a, I don't know, like a goofy Hollywood thing, but you know the voice control's not working on his fancy new robot that he's bought that he's you know, scraped and basically selling the kid off for because you know the the aunt who wants to take custody of him, um, her husband is filthy rich, 
And he re recognizes that he's filthy rich, so he very quickly just like, oh, yeah, let's just talk numbers here, buddy. Right? Okay, I'll, I'll so sign him over. Basically, the aunt's yeah. husband is like, look, she really wants the kid. And I really want to go to Tuscany with my wife before she has a kid that we have to take <laughs> care of forever. And Jackman's like, I'll hold on to him for the summer mm -hmm. for like 40 grand or something. I can't remember the price. It was 100 grand. Oh, I think he ups it. <laughs> it's a hundred because it's fifty up front and then fifty yeah. when he delivers the kid in August. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, Seventy thousand no, dollars, he says, and then I think he up, ups it to hundred. Something I really like about it is that when the kids dropped off, because what I really thought—I mean, this again, more my first viewing than this one, because I'd seen it before. But you know what I mean. One of the things that I really thought was going to be like a forced bit of drama. Is that mm -hmm. him and the kid were going to bond, and then the kid would learn in the start of the third act that he was sold off, and it was going to be this like wrench after they'd already like grown with each other because it's such an obvious yeah. plot point to do. Yeah, and I it's love... like the girl that was told to ask out, or the guy that was told to ask out the ugly girl, and then they really fall in love. Yeah, she's, she's not all actually that. ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I love that the kid as soon as he's dropped off, looks him in the and goes, "He paid you, didn't he? What did he pay mm -hmm. you?" Half of that's mine. <laughs> like, he knows his stepfather, yeah. or his future stepfather, I suppose. But like, he knows. Oh, it was the poor step. I don't know what adoptive parents. Doesn't really the, the, the term. The, the terminology is messy. I don't know. But he knows. And who he's he is. kind of like his dad in this. In this, right? Like he's yeah. like, look, I get half. It's like he's a deal maker. Yeah, and the whole time he's like arguing that he should t get more money, and he's a smart kid because when they go to this underground fight and he insists on going with them. He, uh, he's like, no, no, we should take some undercard fights, cheap and easy, cheap and easy, make a little bit of money, and then we can go and practice and, like, you know, make him better. And Jack was like, no, 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 he's a champion. We can put him in the main event. And, of course, he gets his ass kicked in the main event because he's, he's barely learned how to use the voice commands yet. He doesn't know what mm -hmm. he's doing. It's, it's just a whole thing. Um, did, did you, he's, so like a, he's like a gambler, I guess. The only thing that mm. I don't really like about this is that um, it seems unrealistic. That he would like the way he's doing it. He's he just invested like forty five grand into a robot, and he said, "This guy's a big head hitter. I'm gonna throw him into the big fight, the big match, and either win and get double my money, or lose and lose everything." Yep. <laughs> like you don't have to do that right now. It doesn't seem very logical. It's not well. It's not logical, but I think it's. The movie's making it very clear that he has a problem here. That this is constantly yeah. a thing for him from the start of the movie up until. But I just don't know that I buy it. That's sure. All. That's fair. That's fair. But they they go the, the especially since he just lost, and he lost another robot. Yeah. <laughs> the fight before. But they go to the junkyard after. Did Did you think this was oddly like, super like apocalyptic? This junkyard, like, see when like the kid falls down like the, the I don't know the crevice and he ends up like. <laughs> It yeah, it's being... like a, it's a junkyard at the top of a dam. Yeah, but he, he ends up like getting you know caught by the arm of this robot that's in the dark, which is the robot that becomes at him, and mm -hmm. you know that's just how they find him. But I just you know there's a like you know Hugh Jackman's like climbing down in the pouring rain, and it's like it, it's like a scene from like Jurassic Park when they're like climbing or like falling down the trees or like you know one of those scenes. Plus, they have to dodge the the raptors and dodging the spotlights because I think those are also robots. Yes, yes, uh, and no one else believes in this 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 robot. It's a sparring bot. It's his ability to take hits, but not really to dish them out. So it's useless. There's no point in using it. 
but well, the kid... we should mention that the kid was saved by the robot yeah yeah he, he, he sort of lands on his arm and his arm kind of holds him up uh yeah he was falling down the cliff and only lives because there's an outreach robot arm and it's not active it didn't like actively save him no 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 just... it's, just, it's just like you know being caught in a branch essentially right uh but the kid believes that he wants to train this up and it's his robot because he spent all night digging it out because Hugh Jackman wouldn't help him. Uh, so the kid ends up covered in mud. But he insists that he wants to take it to a fight. And he's like, you know what, fine, there's this really dodgy, like, illegal fight that's even worse than the one we went to before. Because the one they went to before was the one that Anthony Mackie was running. He was, like, the mm-hmm. guy. And this is kind of, like, bigger money illegal fights. He takes them to the zoo where they have, like, really low-down, like, punks and thugs running robot fights. I liked fights. it, yeah. Because uh, the guy's got a mohawk, he's like, yeah, I'll take this fight with this little shit. Um, and the kid basically has the robot survive. And Because the bet they make with the guy, because the guy's really cocky, is basically is if the robot's still standing, if it survives a minute-long round, then he'll pay him, like, a couple of hundred. You know, it was... So it was... So he, he tries to do it, and Hugh Jackman's, like, dead against it, but there's a moment, like, where he realises he's over 30 seconds. He's like, wait a minute. We're taking <laughs> a pound in it. It's not going... Yeah, it's like, um, and then he's, he's shocked when the kid's, like, double or nothing. He's like, but no, no, the kid, the robot can barely stand. What are you, what are you doing? No. <laughs> um, and it basically sends him down this path where the robot doesn't know anything, doesn't know any sort of moves, and it's when they're staying together and they're on the road where Hugh Jackman agrees to teach the robot fighting moves and techniques like things that he can yeah, call out it has a shadow feature yeah. in it since it's designed to spar with other robots and mimic it's the other robots moves it has like a shadow feature so it's like the mirror image of whatever is in front of him but at the same time hugh jackman says he'll only do it if uh, the kid will also because he, he catches him kind of dancing with the robot and making the robot copies dance he's like you know what i'll do it if you do that in front of the crowd before the fight because they like a bit of pizzazz. And it's like, and yeah. It, it should be really dumb, but I actually really enjoy the dancing. <laughs> the ro- <laughs> watching the robot and the kid dance, I'm like, they've got moves. Or maybe it just looks good because it's a robot. And yeah, probably. You know what it is? It's confidence. That kid has confidence when he dances. Yeah, and I, I think the, the heartwarming part here is that Jackman's like trying to encourage him. And what he doesn't mm-hmm. realize, because he's an idiot, is that the kid's essentially doing the same to him. Like, no, yeah, be, be a boxer. Exactly. Do, do what you're good at. Because... Because a couple of scenes with him and Evangeline Lilly, where she's like, "Hey, this is this was your dad, and this is my dad who trained him, and they you know they were inseparable, and he was this like really strong force in driving his career." And all she the calls rest him of beautiful. It. I mean, <laughs> it's not much of a stretch. It's Hugh Jackman, but like the way she describes him, like in the ring, she just says he was beautiful <laughs> in there, yeah. which is an odd thing to describe somebody boxing as. But I think it's meant to evoke like. He was happy. It was like a yeah. good moment for him. It kind of it, it kind of telegraphs the ending because I mean it's not a surprise that we get the Rocky ending. You know the original Rocky mm-hmm. where he last the, the robot lasts all. You know I assume it's fifteen rounds. Yeah, I don't know if it is and the robot fighting, but uh, I didn't catch it. Which by actually that reminds me, did you notice that the ring girl at the big arena fights? It was like it was like uh, yeah, she was like uh, Madonna <laughs> mixed with like I don't know rope robot makeup yeah I, I was gonna say it was like a dominatrix mixed with like cyberpunk like i was thinking madonna like 80s madonna with the the cone boobs yeah but she had like a weird like mask like 
thing that covered her whole head as well. It was so, it was like, it was like a really weird, like, this is someone's weird kink. But this is not a movie that should have someone's weird kink in it. Yeah, there's just a hint <laughs> of geeker in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is just funny because we we just brought up and I don't know what review it was, but we talked about the 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 the, the henchwoman from Superman three turning mm-hmm. into like, the evil robot lady at the end, and I saw this and went, "This is kind of like a sexy version of that." Not that I think yeah. it's sexy, but it's supposed to be sexy. You can tell it's supposed to be, you know, she's sleek and whatever. I, I don't know. It it was weird. I was like, "We did talk about that. We can talk about that." Yeah. Uh, Babylon it, Five. Maybe? It was Babylon Five because the actress from Superman Two, and that's where that's how we got. That's to it. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. She was the not soul taker, the Death Walker, Texas Death, Death Ranger. Yes. <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. That uh, was mine. That was my joke. <laughs> if they watch the Babylon Five reviews, they'll know that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're offered this undercard fight at the big arena. Um and like they're they're all excited to go and what's really interesting about it is that when they go in and it's this you know it's this big sporting arena and you, there's big posters of the the robots on the side it's really treated like a big event um and we get the teases of the villainous robot you know the, the main villain the, the the japanese guy programmed and like his is like i don't know if it's like a couple or if it's just like he's someone else who like runs the robot or runs the it's like a sports manager or something i don't know um, i don't know but i mean sh- they both like have the same look going on yes yeah, so they're both very it quiet could just be sunglasses very sharp features yes but she basically offers to buy the the robot and hugh jackman's like oh you want 200 grand yeah i'll, yeah, I'll take it and the kid's like no he's not for sale no no no. and the kid's actually really smart here because he says to him like why do you think they're offering this money before we start fighting in the big leagues properly, it's because they know there's something to be worried about. Like this is this is them trying to like stay in top. This is them controlling mm-hmm. the narrative. Um and the kids insistent on the fighting. Um what's so funny is that I remembered the shadow stuff from later on in the movie from the first time I watched it. And I because because they put the, the voice control thing into Atom and that's what they're using. So the idea is that Hugh Jackman's trained it with all these different moves, so it knows all the terminology. So when he says you know, hook under, left, uppercut, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, the robot's just doing it properly. Um, but one of the big things that happens at the end, of course, is that for the last round, the the, the voice thing's damaged. And the kid's like, you're going to have to... He can see you. He can't hear you, but he can see you. You're going to have to shadow box. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. this big thrilling thing at the end. Um, not to skip it. It is, though. though. Like, the... Yeah. When, like, it, it's, a fun, it's a fun fight to watch, and I am invested in in that but when they like show hugh jackman boxing in the air and like jumping around and throwing punches and stuff and the kid they go back to the kid and the kid's like crying with pride like that really got me so so it's evangeline lolly because evangeline lolly looks at him and then looks at the kid and then like she looks at both of them then starts crying and smiling and it's like she she realizes what's happened here is that the kids let him find himself again. It's yeah. You know, it's, I was oh. really surprised. I was just like, oh, I actually this is working. You're right. The fight itself's quite good though because it's just about surviving. Because they set up this idea that mm-hmm. like Jackman, he is Rocky. He's Rocky Jack, Jackman only ever won a fight when he knocked someone out. He never won on points. So mm-hmm. you're in this last round, and obviously there's the fake out where the, the other one gets up at like eight or whatever the count is, but. 
One of my favorite moments in the whole fight is when Jackman, he's just sort of doing the whole rope-a-dope thing where he's just blocking the hits and he's just in the corner and he's essentially just letting the other robot tire itself out. And there's a great thing where like both the kid and Evangeline Lilla are just in the crowd just going, hold, not yet, not yet, just hold, not yet. And then the moment where he actually lets rip and just like beats the piss out of the thing with like a hundred shots, it's actually really satisfying. It's really cathartic. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> because it's Hugh Jackman fighting now. Also. Yeah. It's not just that, because the whole thing, because this is the thing, if I have a complaint, there's one thing that's a little bit on the nose in terms of dialogue, but I do love the sentiment, and I think it really works when it gets to this final fight, is that when the kid's really upset about Jackman sort of dropping him off back with the the aunt and the the aunt, the the uncle-in-law, or the uncle, step-uncle, whatever he's terminologies, is that the kid ends up getting mad at him, and he basically says that all I ever wanted was for someone to fight for me, right? And the line's mm-hmm. a bit on the nose. It's like the movie's spelling out to us kind of a little bit too much. But it is kind of effective when you get to this final scene and Jackman's literally fighting. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? The, it works. It's Hollywood. <laughs> it, it works. But it's the thing. It's like when, when they announce that the uh, you know the other robots won on points, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, everyone starts booing the decision in the crowd and... Uh, you know. Yeah, and then like the announcer guy is just like, "How does it feel to have lost the fight? But, like <laughs> won, but <laughs> lost the crowd or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, they don't answer because there's there's silent villains. They just kind of yes angrily turn and walk away. The yeah, the villains don't have pers- or, well, they have personality, but they don't have a character. They're ju- they're just mm-hmm. you know they're they're vessels for what they needed for in the plot, and that's it. They are. Do they represent like um? like wwe or whatever because <laughs> the kids like accusing him of or accusing them of rigging fights and keeping people with power on top and not letting the underdogs like have a fair chance well it's a bit of a stretch because wrestling's supposed to be fixed i mean everything's rigged that's kind of the point it's all written but yeah <laughs> i i don't i actually don't watch anything like to do with wrestling so i i saw that movie the wrestler that's the closest that's, i've got that's a good movie yeah it's decent yeah i like that movie um yeah so I, I, like i don't know like i i've heard things about like saudi arabia being involved with wwe oh yeah oh, no. <laughs> stuff like that wwe is an evil as shit company they are okay. Uh, their employee practices Maybe that's what I was trying to like get to <laughs> are terrible the fact that they still did shows in saudi arabia after everything terrible like they, they like just recently they found out some of their their wrestlers were were streaming and making some tip money on twitch so they've enforced the thing where they have to get a cut of their twitch like tips and which is especially like amazing because they've long said the reason why they don't have to give them any health care insurance is because they're not employees they're independent contractors so why are you entitled to a part of their twitch earnings at <laughs> what it is like it is disastrous. Do they evil. like buy the name or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> I've only heard things. It's it's shockingly evil. Uh, mm. Like uh, Vince McMahon's like one of Trump's like best buddies though, so I mean it's not really a shocking surprise. Uh, so if you ever have, need a reason to like boycott that product, I encourage you to to do so because they're trash. <laughs> mm. People in charge of trash. There's a lot of good people working there, of course, because. Lots of the people were there, but still. Right. Um, anyway, where, where are we? You put me on. So a... I guess they're not meant to, to represent. 
those guys. I, I mean, <laughs> it's probably just uh, like you know, any sort of corporation versus the little guy. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about real boxing, so I don't know if there's like a correlation here with like a real event or person. Or um, I actually don't really enjoy watching people hurt other people in real life. Like nah, I, I like it in movies, so I don't really watch um, boxing. The only boxing I watched was um it was conor mcgregor versus floyd May mayweather i did watch that and i found i didn't enjoy it and i watched it because it came out like they put it in theaters right after mm. creed came out so i thought maybe i'll just go watch a boxing match that's not for me yeah I, I don't enjoy real uh boxing or mixed martial arts or anything like that um it, it's just i don't know it just doesn't do it for me um uh, to be fair pretty much all real sport doesn't really do it for me <laughs> in terms of watching it so it's not I don't know if it's about the, the, the actual physical contact part of it. Um, but, yeah, I'm not into it. Uh, I enjoy the Olympic Games. I watch those. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, hey. Um, I mean, I'll say this for the movie. It's ascended us down a lot of different paths that I would not have predicted tonight. <laughs> we didn't re really talk about the scene that's, like, kind of super dark. No, no, I was going to go back. We kind of skipped to the last fight because we're talking about the fights um, and some of the character arc stuff. Uh, the, the thing that prompts Hugh Jackman to give the kid up a bit early is that basically after they win their first fight and they're on top of the world, and the, I mean, when I say first fight, I mean the first fight in the arena, you know, on TV, big crowd, where the kid actually challenges the main bad guy, the main bad mm -hmm. robot, which sort of sets that up. Um, as he's leaving... Uh, Kevin Durant from the start of the movie who Hugh Jackman ran away from when he owed him like 20 grand because he lost the bet uh, shows up with some thugs and beats the crap out of him and I think that the darkest part of this is not only that the kid has to watch his dad be beat up by some thugs it's that they then take the they take their winnings off of them including the kids because the kid gets 30% um, and Hugh Jackman's yelling no don't you take his that's his he's got nothing to do with this that's his so the fact that the kids also lost his earnings because of what he did just made it feel like extra dark to me. And they, they also sort of hurt the kid. Like, he doesn't come out unscathed. No, I mean, they don't do it too, They just kind of throw him to the ground. But yeah, he does get hurt uh, yeah. in the exchange. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does come off pretty dark. And it's it's kind of a wake-up call. You know, I mean, he's not... I mean, we just see him drinking, but he's not like an alcoholic. But it's kind of like the, the wake-up call for him to realize that he's got a problem. Yeah. Um, because it's worth mentioning, the movie doesn't do that thing where... He realizes, you know, like Adam Sandler and Big Daddy, where he know he wants the kid, so he's going to fight for the kid. Like he kind of accepts that. Look, the best I'm ever I going don't to be. I know is... that reference, but oh sure. <laughs> but the best he's ever going to be is, is like the dad who comes to visit and like can be a part of his life. But he's given up custody. His aunt's going to have him, and that's just yeah. Like that's still that's still the well, case. Well, I mean, before like he was able to do shady stuff because he was on his own, and now he's realized that he's got responsibilities. There's a kid yeah. here. All of a sudden, the dangerous things that he did that had well. No consequences except to himself, or you know, they can go after his family and, now. And to fl flip that into something else as well, it's not just that he's got his spark back; it's that he's got something to fight for again, which is mm -hmm. something he's not had in a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's you know, it's just kind of a sweet ring to it. Although notably, the Anne and the uh, the husband uh, are in the crowd, and by the end of the fight, they're really into it. Like they're really because she because mm -hmm. she has to give her permission for for him because they've already like sort of like split up as father and son at this point. And he comes by and says, look, can I have permission to take him one last fight, one night? Come on, let's do this. And that reminded, what that reminded me a lot of is them like, getting into it in the crowd and be like, yeah, punch him, punch him. Uh, it reminded me Creed. of... No, it reminded me of School of Rock when the parents all go really angry to the concert, but then when they're halfway through the song, they're like, yeah, that's my kid! 
Rock on. <laughs> like, that's what that I'd is a really good of. movie, actually, yes. Go on, Rock is a really good movie. Uh, I've not watched it in a long time, but it is a That's, that's a good feel-good one. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not everything Jack Black's done has been gold, but that one stands out, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so no. Um, as, as for other stuff along the way, you know, like, you know, Evangeline Lilly checks in every now and then, goes to the big final fight, but we see her watching on TV. There's a, there's a really good moment, actually, the first time they're doing the big arena fight that they win, uh, some guy tries to talk to her on the bar where she's watching, and she just kind of, like, turns away from him. I was like, oh, shut up, I'm, watch- I'm watching the thing. It, look- it looked like she was there on a date. Like, she was all dressed up. <laughs> she-, she got dressed up. She to- was just she was just watching Jackman on TV, though. Yeah, she got dressed up because Jackman was on TV. And yeah. <laughs> that's good enough reason I to... I did that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't today, but... <laughs> I didn't watch uh, it today. Yes. Well, so you are saying a couple of days ago when you watched it, you got dressed up? Oh, yeah. Full, full eyelash extensions or whatever they're called. <laughs> Just in case, impossible he, to put on. Just in case the Jackman can contour to the screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm being brave. There's no makeup today. It's the real, real Tara. <laughs> real Tara, real Tara for real steel. <laughs> real Tara, real steel. Yes, love it. There's not much left to, to really get into with the movie. Uh, I, I don't think. Um, you know, the celebration is, you know, it's, it's crowd-pleasing, as, as in the movie. Like, the crowd's going nuts. Yeah, I think, I mean, at first I was a little bit annoyed with Evangeline Lilly's character just because she's she's just there for Hugh Jackman. But it is nice to have somebody who's linked to the person he used to be that can see him, re- like, reform, basically. Yeah, I, I think that's the point of her character more than anything, is to give us someone who can see that he's himself again. And yeah, because I think that moment where she starts crying in the crowd and she can see it in his face, because all movie, like she, you know, occasionally he flirts with her, occasionally, you know, he'll be nice or he'll say something and she'll sort of smile or she'll you know, she'll be taken aback by this person she obviously cares about. But so much of their interactions, her saying you have to like stop being a screw up, you have to actually pay your like your debt, you have to do this, you have to do that, mm-hmm. because he's a bit of a loser who <laughs> keeps, but she clearly still cares, so. It's almost like she's fighting the whole movie for him to be who he's supposed to be, and he just keeps letting her down. But then the kids, what kind of forces it right. into him, and yeah. So yeah, you know, the heart's there. It works. It's sweet. You know, the, the stuff, what do you that, want? the stuff that's <laughs> paid off at the end is all set up. We should mention Kevin Durand makes a silly bet uh, with Anthony Mackie because Anthony Mackie's not around for a lot of the movie, but he's outside before the big fight at the end, and he comes up and. He makes a bet for a hundred grand uh, that uh, Atom won't last past one round, and at the end of round one, when Atom's still standing, he tries to like run off with his uh, tacky girlfriend <laughs> out of the crowd. <laughs> but Anthony Mackie and he, and he's uh, I don't know if henchman's the right word, but his his, his comrades, good. yeah, <laughs> uh, are waiting for him. Uh, so um, they don't show us what happens to him. I can only assume it's just as dark as what happened to Hugh Jackman. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah. But he took the money Trying from the kids. Trying to run out on a bet, huh? Ju- yeah. This is the thing. See if he'd not taken money from the kid. I I mean, he's, he's, don't worry, he's a prick and I don't like him because he's got that kind of face. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily think he deserves this. But, be- right. but because he stole the money from the kid as well, he deserves what's coming to him here. Exactly. He does that, that simple. He does have that face though, huh? He does. He's got that shitty grin. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's typecast, but I mean, he's, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Uh, I'm actually a fortunate face. I'm recognizing uh, there's like a few different writers on here. John Gatons, but I'm recognizing Dan Gilroy. What's Dan Gilroy done? Because I recognize that name. Uh, oh yeah, of course, Nightcrawler. He wrote and directed Nightcrawler. Oh, That's I haven't Gilroy. seen that, but isn't that like a pretty prestigious? Film? It's, it's pretty great. Uh, I did not like his follow up, but it wasn't his straight follow up. But oh, uh, Richard Matheson is wrote the short story Steel. He did a lot of Twilight Zone episodes. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Dan Gilroy did Velvet Buzzsaw like, last year. It was it went straight to Netflix. I did not care for that movie, but some people still loved it. I I thought it was basically nothing. It just kind of droned on for like two and a half hours or whatever. It was. <laughs> but um, but Nightcrawler is really good. That's that's a really weird uh, connection, actually. <laughs> oh, and executive producers are Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis. That doesn't surprise me. That this feels like a Zemeckis Spielberg thing. Did you like the music? Uh, nah, not really. Are you sure? <laughs> I know where you're going with this. You want to like, give me the gotcha <laughs> you... with a Danny Elfman name, but... <laughs> I mean, I-, I will say this. I didn't dislike okay. the movie uh, music either. It was just... It was kind of generic in I, there. I got, I got feelings, and I know that has something to do with the music, not just the acting. Sh- sure. I mean, I will say this. It was probably the least Elfman-y Elfman Yeah, I, I didn't... Yeah. I, when I saw the name, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that it was Danny Elfman. Yeah. That's why I thought that maybe you wouldn't have known either. But clearly you looked it up or saw it in the credits. I saw it. It's in the opening title, so I knew from the start it was a Danny Elfman score. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> so, oh, it's Danny Elfman. Set expectations accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Look, for a movie that's basically uh, a, a big budget version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, it's surprisingly good. Not great, yeah. not amazing, but really solid for what it is. Wow. Each robot was built um, in real life, and for certain shots, the animatronics, they were controlled by more than 20 puppeteers. That's pretty cool. That's, that I mean, you can, pretty cool. you can tell they're really there like when they're just standing yeah. still, because they are, they're just there. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they did it as practical as they could, because I think it adds a lot to the movie. Maybe, maybe that's why we didn't notice the effects as much, because a lot of it wasn't actually CG. So Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And the, the, the boxing was done through motion captures using professional boxers supervised by sugar ray leonard cool that's my trivia that's it i love the idea that uh, hugh jackman also had to learn to do the moves though for just so that he could actually mimic them um mm-hmm. but no, that's good um uh, jackman seems like the type that will learn how to box in order to do this if he didn't already know yes no i i i would i would agree with that um yeah it's, it's delightful for what it is um, if, it, if what we've talked about sounds appealing, I think you'll get something, something out of it. Oh, and I mean, we forgot the name of him, but the the champion boxer is named Zeus, which yes. is an obvious like nod to the original Rocky, where his opponent was Apollo. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice touch. <laughs> that's a nice touch. Cute. That's a nice touch. Um. Actually, what's funny about watching a movie that's set in the near future is like looking at technology and like we've not moved too far ahead of this. That or well, I mean, it was the same year set in, but like what I'm saying is that there was nothing in the technology that felt like it's just starting to slightly feel dated and what they've predicted. Because uh, mm-hmm. essentially, what they're using at the start is like a tablet with like two. It's it's like almost like a switch, but just slightly more high tech. Because the 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 tablet part's more just like a sheet of glass. You know what it's called? What's it called? 
the Xbox 720. I did not notice that. <laughs> well, there's there's an Xbox 720 in like one of the scenes. I did not notice that. Yeah, isn't that funny? That's really because, funny. Because Xbox naming system is garbage. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> and they couldn't predict it. <laughs> there's a great there's a great image online of okay, this is this is an Xbox. This is one Xbox box. This is one Xbox One. <laughs> this is one Xbox One box. This is one Xbox Series X. This is one X One Series X box. This is a series <laughs> of Xbox Series X boxes. <laughs> this is this is why I like the number system. I just go one, two, three, four. I like, know. <laughs> I like it for movies. I like it for gaming systems. It just makes sense. Look, you I mean, cannot... Nintendo is probably the worst. Like as someone who used to sell video games oh, and the systems. Wii U. The Wii U is a silly name. The Wii U is silly. I mean, I didn't even know. I thought it was just going to be another Wii. I didn't realize it was a whole other system. I think a lot of people the, saw that. The DS, the DSi, the 3DS, the DS new Lite. Nintendo 3DS. And I mm -hmm. sold used systems and new systems. So I had to be like, did you want the new used <laughs> 3DS? Or did you want a, a, a used regular 3DS? Like, what? No, I want it used. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? If you don't like PlayStation, I get it. I tend to prefer PlayStation exclusives, but you cannot argue that PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 is a nice, simple, easy-to-understand system that's not confusing at all. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh, dear. Xbox, that's so... It's so weird that this is only nine years old, but we've actually went through another... Like, we've had a whole Xbox... That would have been the 720 that's now turned that was the xbox one and now we're on to a new one already yeah that's how that's how much times have changed in nine years uh towers just sent me an image of the xbox 720 ad which i love that it is literally just the 360 logo but with the 360 <laughs> replaced with the 720 they did their best <laughs> that's that, joe that's like and we've not done this movie yet but we will at some point is uh the arnold schwarzenegger film the sixth day uh, oh, yeah. There's something similar in that. It, it's just so funny. We were speaking about WWE earlier. Vince McMahon tried to launch his own football league, um, and he did it again this past year. But uh, the pandemic got in the way of it. But uh, it was called the, it was called the XFL. He tried it in 2000 or 2001, and in that movie, which was set in the future, like it, that was what they were watching. The future was a big hologram of the XFL. The idea of being like, look at how the XFL is still around in the future. <laughs> it's this big thing. It lasted one year and just completely bombed and. <laughs> went away that's funny uh so uh, i'm sure we can look out for some of these things potentially in uh other future movies i will say this yeah. though when i watch fifth element and i see them eating mcdonald's i'm like you know what yeah that'll, that's that's probably going to be accurate mcdonald's probably. will outlive us all <laughs> or demolition man with taco bell yeah although apparently in some places in europe uh, they changed it to pizza hut because people in europe didn't know what taco bell was <laughs> oh that's funny it's uh, such I, a huge plot point <laughs> i i never saw that version because the version i saw was the one on tv and it was the taco bell version and i just that's why i learned what taco bell was i learned it through i I, I i thought taco bell was a really upper class restaurant because they see in the movie they're sitting down to eat like they're at a restaurant like a proper like <laughs> which is why it's so funny i know but i didn't understand that i just thought taco bell was this type of restaurant it wasn't until years later that i realized it's like cheap shitty fast food <laughs> yeah i can't believe we somehow came full circle in WWE and Vince McMahon and Taco Bell in this review. You're welcome. 
We went 720 one month. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, let's rate the movie. Let's wrap this wacky one up. Uh, what are you giving Real Steel? I think Real Steel is a real good time. Um, it's not it, It's not great, but it's like a fun watch. And if you have expectations low, they're definitely going to get exceeded because mine were. So I'm going to go 7.5. Pretty positive. I feel that's this movie's biggest strength is I think everyone who watches it is going in with low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, we might be hurting it because people might have like not super high expectations, but just a little too high expectations now based on what we've said. So mm-hmm. just go in with low expectations and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm not going to go slightly as high as Tara. I'm going to go with straight seven. I think it's a good movie that has a solid script with solid performances that elevates what it is and it's just as good. And I was impressed yeah. with that because I was not expecting that. So uh better than it has any right to be so what can you say put that uh, on the poster if you have made it this far put the phrase xbox 720 <laughs> in the comments <laughs> on youtube to let us know you got to the end of the review i'm going to make tara pose for the thumbnail so uh can i do my silent judgment i don't think that works for this movie uh, maybe like a, a i'll get my dukes up do a, do, a, yeah, do a boxing pose all right so here we go three two one oh, uh, yeah, okay, that's good, yeah. That's good. I was worried because your head was tipping out of frame, but I was like, no, but then you put it down for the pose. I was like, okay. All right, there you go. Posing done. Word done. Plugging. What's coming up next time? Commen- oh, yeah, next time, commencing. Uh, we have our last of the three set in 2020 movies coming up. Um, <laughs> Not that it really mattered. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really. I mean, now these movies are, like, are really all that obviously 2020 they just happen to be 20 well this one's a bit older so maybe it'll be a bit more interesting so the next one is mission to mars so we'll see how that goes now i don't think i've ever seen mission to mars i've seen red planet which was a very similar movie that came out a very similar time i never saw mission to mars though i saw red planet which i think had val kilmer in it oh i remember does mission to mars have gary sinise that sounds maybe right i don't know maybe that's red planet I don't know, but they, they were very similar times. It was, it was like 1999-ish. Both of these mm. movies came out. I don't think I've seen either of them. Well, we'll find out uh, how we feel next time then. I, I don't think I've seen this one. I think I've seen Red Planet, not this one. Uh, but that's what's coming up next week. For episode 92. This was episode 91. That's right. Cool. Keep, keep track of the numbers. Almost there. So as we said... Uh, earlier, of course, you can check out Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. Also, like and subscribe. These things are super important because it lets us know what content you like and that you want to keep seeing it coming, and it lets us find new audience members because YouTube will share us out a little bit more, stuff like that. So, please do uh, hit the like button uh, and support us on Patreon if you can, uh, but do not feel too bad if you can't. Um, otherwise, you can catch us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Tara is going to promote something else that you can find from us on TV. Well, if you enjoy scripts from Richard Matheson, who did the story Steel for this movie, you should check out another show we do that often does Richard Matheson scripts. And it's called Twilight Zone. (laughs) We are reviewing old episodes of Twilight Zone. Um, By old, I mean the original one, at least for right now. And we are starting season three, so... Follow along with us, please. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Uh, that has been the Atomic Ceramic Experiment. 
that has been us discussing real steel. Bit of a lighter film, so maybe not quite as gritty a conversation to get into, but you know, that's okay. Sometimes we'll do some lighter films. Um, yeah, it's better than the last robot movie we watched. <laughs> I mean, I actually rated them both the same. Uh, I, I think they have different strengths, I'll say that much. That, that's when I like the characters and the heart, which is something mm-hmm. that Pacific Rim is lacking completely. Uh, but I like the, the actual robot action stuff more in Pacific Rim. So, yeah. Now, if one movie can combine all those things together, then we're in the business. Well. We're in the business. We get we get a classic. But not Transformers. Yeah, not, not Transformers. <laughs> but we could get a ten out of ten if if those two things. Come on, Power Ranger or Ultron or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, if I if I, I mean I enjoyed the last Power Rangers movie, but if I could get a ten out of ten Power Rangers movie, I'd be in Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, okay. So with all that said, uh, thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction and computer at Salsa. Think outside the bun. <laughs>